0: Lord, we don't need another mountain But there are mountains And hillsides Enough to climb There are oceans And rivers Enough to cross Enough to last Till the end of time
1: Okay, so I'm milling about with Carla Santana and Cindy Blackman Santana. Lovely to see you guys. Thank you. Lovely to see you too. You're playing at Bethel Woods, so Woodstock memories come flooding in. Bring some acid. <laughs> <laughs> the brown one.
2: <laughs> yes. <laughs> well,
1: what does tell, mean? <laughs> tell me about tell me about those Woodstock memories that you have.
2: Well, the first thing I think of is is Bill Graham. Because again, he he was the architect for Santana to uh, prepare us and train us to go from 500 to 5,000 to 15,000 to 25,000 to 90,000 and 550,000. So he he trained us because Santana didn't have an album yet. You know, we we were the only places that people kind of knew us was in the Bay Area, a little bit in Seattle, and. Maybe Santa Barbara, you know? and But every time he's, he saw and heard us play, uh, we were um, invited to, after a while, open, you know, we were headlining the Fillmore uh, with no record. So when this thing came along for Woodstock with Michael Lang, he, he told him, you know, I'll help you with my expertise and everything, and my people and everything, but you've got, you got to have Santana. And he goes, well, what's that? He goes, you'll see. <laughs> and so we, when I think of Woodstock, I always think of Bill Graham because he is the one that is absolutely responsible for Santana to go into this giant door. Bill Graham and Clive Davis, they're the two archangel architects who helped Santana become where we are today.
1: Wonderful. Now, as a married couple, I have to ask you, the benefits and the not so great benefits of working together. <laughs> I don't think there are any not so
3: great benefits. Um, I think uh, it's it's all in your particular personality and and the relationship that you have between each other. You know, um, so for us, it's 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 a great thing because we're doing what we both love and we're doing it together. So to be able to, to have both of those things, the person that you love and to do what you love, it's it's a beautiful thing, it's a blessing.
2: We both pray for each other and we got uh, our highest aspiration met. Uh, Cindy is uh, the most incredible soulmate uh, that, that my spirit has encountered, you know, because uh, besides being uh, inwardly and, and outwardly beautiful she's you know we both match each other's fire our, our, our you know the, she aspires the way I aspire you know we we want uh, more than anything uh, our hands and our hearts to manifest the highest you know This spiritual romance that we have, it, it has a lot to do with a divine purpose. You know, wow! Is, you know, How do you get that? <laughs> it, it, it's not, it's not fake tutti frutti thing. You know, this this is this is as uh, is real as is angels are real. What we have and who we are is very tangible. People see it, and and they they can tell that on stage and off stage, we are bananas for each other you know I mean the way she looks at me and I look at her it's like and we get to do this on stage too
1: (laughs) (laughs) that's great I could tell that you're bananas for each other and I don't really know you how many years are you guys married just about seven seven in December what inspired the song I remember um
3: a lot of changes in my life that happened at that particular time which is when I back when I lived in, in New York, this is before Carlos and I were together. Um, but a lot of changes. relationship changes, some friendship changes. I even moved, you know, so just a lot of things were were changing and, and um, that song came about. and it's interesting singing it now um, and, and being with Carlos. It takes on another uh, life, a whole other dimension. and now it's even though it's talking about. Loss of love, it doesn't feel like loss anymore because I have him now, so it Mm -hmm. feels uh, triumphant.
1: Is it a long story how you guys met?
2: Both arrive at a certain place in time, where we found ourselves being by ourselves because uh, whatever we have gone to that point, we have graduated, and we honor the past with you know all I can remember from the past before Cindy is beauty and grace. BC, Diana, like
1: it's it. BC before Cindy. Yeah. <laughs> BC. yeah. Yeah. I'm gonna coin that. Yeah. <laughs>
2: And, uh, but being in the same room now, you know, and, and, and with with the music and after music and both families is, is we have accepted that we are not rock and roll stars, but star seeds. Mm -hmm. And so a star seed brings a, a body of work with light into this planet. Like the Dalai Lama, we are them that we play music. But we have the same intentionality, which is the betterment for the highest good of people. And that's what a star seed is. With her frequency and my frequency, as you can tell, this this was just a a whim. The back of our heads was like, Sunday we want to do something with Isley Brothers. And and here it is.
1: Okay, I'm milling about with the Isley brothers, Ernie and Ron. So wonderful to meet you guys. Thank you. Glad to meet you. You got all choked up in that press conference. Are you okay?
4: Yeah, yeah, you know what happened? You're just thinking about, you know, you guys, you got a chance to see. Here's Santana, here's the Isley brothers right here doing this thing for 60 years. Jimi Hendrix, you're talking about the studio, you know, he lived at our house a couple of years the beginning of, of his career, you know.
1: Yeah, I want to hear that story. Tell me, how did Jimmy come to your family?
4: We auditioned uh, a guitar player. Uh, someone said, you know, introduce me to him. <clears throat> and his guitar was in, in the pawn in the shop. We, went, <laughs> you know, we g- gave him the money to get it
1: out. So he was already Jimmy Hendrix? No,
4: he was. He was just, uh,
0: we bought him the first Stratocaster. They got him his first Fender guitar ever. Mm. And uh, he just, uh, I was 11 years old at the time. I can tell you, he played very well. And I never heard anybody play a guitar uh, quite like that. Uh, Later on, of course, uh, when he became famous, and uh, they're reading about him in study hall, and they said, Hey, Ernie, we didn't know, did Jimmy Hendrix really play with the Osley brothers? I was like, well, yes. If you had come by the house a year and a half ago, you would have seen them going in and out the front door on a
1: regular basis. You know, oh, man, wow. Amazing. I mean, you guys could probably tell stories till the cows come home. Oh, yeah. yeah. (laughs) Santana, Carlos, and Cindy, and, and your wives. I mean, I was trying to get, like, an idea of, like, what kind of spirit was that like to be in that room?
4: It was great, you know, to do those songs and watch everybody play them at the same time.
1: Did you ever think that you would work with your wives, that they would be, like, in the studio with you?
0: That's a good question. I'd have to say for Candy, yes. (laughs) (laughs) For Tracy, that was a pleasant surprise because that was, like, her first time doing that.
1: Really, she never sang background vocals before? He sang a little bit in church, but
0: uh, <laughs> that was the first time doing that for, for Tracy. Candy, you know, was a seasoned pro.
1: So, so, what was? How would you describe when you actually first collaborated? What that felt like?
4: It was great, man. I, I didn't know. I didn't know Tracy could hold a note like that, man. She was saying, you know, everybody said, "Dang, man, it sound good. It sound good," you know. And Cindy was singing; it, it, it sound good. Only thing I could say was the whole
0: experience uh, turned out to be uh, quite a uh, joy, qu- uh, fun. In a lot of ways, it was easy. Man, I never knew that God Bless the Child could sound like both jazz and church hymn. <laughs> The lyric, uh, the way Ronald performed it, it spoke more towards that spirit. When I mean, you say, you know, "Really, like God bless the child," that's mm-hmm. God got his own.
1: Do you Do you guys think about your legacy at all?
4: Do we?
3: <laughs> <laughs>
4: <laughs> that's all that, we think
1: about. I guess that's a yes. <laughs>
4: <laughs> no, we think about it all the time, man. That's why we're doing this right here today. We're thinking about it. Thinking about what's going to happen, you know, we did the music. Now we're wondering, what about the other part? Mm. What about the interviews? What about what are the people going? To, what are they going to think when they hear the music? What are they going to think when they write about it? Are they going to say good stuff or they going to say bad stuff? We think about everything.
1: So, what is what is that one or two line legacy that you would like people to know about the Isley Brothers?
0: I would say that this particular project is going to be a significant addition to the Isley Brothers uh, resume, and at the same time, it's going to be a significant addition to the uh, resume of Carlos Santana. It's that important of a record to to draw back and look at the what if the Isley Brothers and Carlos Santana did a record together.
1: All right. Well, thank you, guys. It was thank a you. pleasure. Thank you.
3: Refreshing. always candid a- always billing about robin milling delivers what celebrities are saying to you, <laughs> to you.
0: okay round 2 name something that's not
1: boring
4: a laundry ooh a book club computer solitaire huh
1: ah oh, sorry we were looking for chumba casino